Welcome to Soul Sugar. I'm your host, Carrie Rad. You might know me from my videos on YouTube. I love to chat about all things self-care, self-love, living our very best lives, and finding our inner magic. Soul Sugar is a community of blooming soul seekers, like sugar for your soul. Hello, hello! I'm coming to you guys from San Diego currently. We just got back to San Diego from San Francisco. We're here in San Diego visiting Alex's family and we're going to a wedding. And yesterday we got back from San Francisco. We were there for a Eric Clapton concert, which was epic. Carlos Santana came out as a surprise at the end. It was incredible. And then we also spent the day celebrating my 31st birthday. I'm 31 now. I feel like 30 was a big milestone and then 31 just kind of feels like, well, all right, we're continuing on through the 30s. But I really am enjoying the process of getting older and I talk about this in an episode in season one of Soul Sugar. It's an episode all about aging. So I encourage you guys to go listen to that episode because I just kind of talk about the ins and outs of how I feel about getting older. One of my resolutions for my 31 year old self is to get moving more. I've been doing a bit more running recently and it's been feeling really good to get those endorphins going and to just like let a good sweat out the endorphins like immediately just kind of help relieve stress and just it puts my mind in a good place and i really want to be more motivated to get running just more so if you guys have tips for me about how to get more motivated to run more often definitely shoot them my way over on the soul sugar instagram that's at soul sugar co and tell me because i need all of the motivation because once i'm running i absolutely love it and afterwards i feel so good it's just like getting out there and doing it and i have been really grateful to have alex because he's so good at getting us motivated to get out there and it just feels so good so that's my 31 your old resolution. I'm really excited about today's episode. So we're going to get into it in just a second. It is with Jamie Evans, The Herb Psalm. And guys, I just loved our conversation. I find CBD and the cannabis culture industry just so interesting. And it's just so cool to hear her speak because one, she's so passionate about what she does. And two, she is incredibly knowledgeable. And this is something you will definitely realize when listening to the episode. She has so much knowledge in what she's talking about. If there's ever a time where you're listening to the episode and you want to know more, you can definitely find out more about all of the stuff that she's talking about at her Instagram, which is the Herb Psalm. And she's actually coming out with a book in March 2020, which I'm so excited about, called The Ultimate Guide to CBD. Because I think what's cool is CBD is all the rage right now, but I don't know if a lot of us actually know what it's all about. And she truly does. So I'm really excited about her book. I loved our conversation. I think you guys are going to really like it too. So let's get into it. Welcome back to an all new episode of Soul Sugar. I'm sitting here at my desk. I've got coffee on one side. I've got LaCroix on the other side. And I am feeling really ecstatic right now because I have Jamie Evans on the line here. And I am so thrilled to have Jamie Evans here because 
We met a while back at an event, a wine and cannabis pairing event. She is the founder of Herbsom, a cannabis blog and lifestyle brand that focuses on the gourmet side of the industry. Jamie comes from a long history of working with wine and was on the Wine Enthusiast Magazine Top 40 Under 40 Tastemakers list last year. Recognizing her efforts in both wine and cannabis, she's also the author of a brand new CBD lifestyle book that will be coming out next spring 2020. Thank you for being here, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie. I'm so excited to talk to you today about wine and cannabis um, and CBD and the canna-culinary world. I'm so happy to have you here. And it's so cool that we cross paths. When was it? Like a year and a half to two years ago, I think? Yeah, I think we're coming up in about two years. And this was down in, I believe it was Hollywood. And we were at an Ease event where I educated everyone about pairing wine and cannabis. Um, It was (laughs) so cool. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had at a dinner party for sure and just in general because I just found it so fascinating. I thought, one, this is so cool that there was like a lot of women there, which made me really happy because I think cannabis culture for women today is, it's just very neat to see that change. And also just being there and seeing, seeing how cannabis can be paired with wine in such a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I loved it. And so I wanted to have you on because I First off, find what you do absolutely just so interesting to me. And so I think first and foremost, how I would love to start this conversation is just knowing more about the Herbsum and exactly what you do. Yeah. So as um, you mentioned earlier, I am the founder of the Herbsum. So I currently serve as an educator, event host, and producer and writer specializing in cannabis, CBD, food, beverages, recipes, wine, and basically everything having to do with the canna-culinary world. Um, So I'm probably best known for my curated cannabis dining events um, throughout the San Francisco Bay Area and also down in Los Angeles, but I've worked with dozens of the top cannabis chefs across the country. Um, to produce high-end luxury gourmet experiences for the Canicurious. So that's been really fun. And I love to teach guests how to um, eat and fuse food safely and responsibly. Um, So that's basically what I do kind of in a nutshell. I love that. I remember at the dinner, we had a goodie bag. And one of the things inside the goodie bag was like this salted chocolate, just (laughs) delicious little cannabis infused mm-hmm. dessert and i personally like don't have very much experience with infused gourmet you know and so it was really right. cool for me to try it made me feel great didn't make me feel like i was super high in any way shape or form it just yep. made me feel good and it was delicious and i was like this is such a beautiful thing <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's like really the future of cannabis too, is like all these wonderful products that are coming out. They're low dose. Um, they're well-made with healthy ingredients. So I think like the the cannabis industry in general is moving towards a really, really good place. Wine and weed are two very beautiful things. And that's what that, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, dinner was all about. And so I mm-hmm. guess what I want to know what inspired you to get into the cannabis industry and get into the wine industry. What's your background with both? 
Okay, so I come from a long history of working in the wine industry, um, so over a decade. Um, so during my wine career, I was very lucky to work with some of the top winemaking families and companies all over the world. Um, so this includes the Mondavi family up in the Napa Valley, as well as the Frescobaldi family, um, who are based in Italy, and they've actually been making wines for over 700 years, which is pretty incredible. So during that time, I also worked in many different roles that focused on marketing, direct-to-consumer sales. Um, I did industry relations as well as public relations, so a lot of different things. I also managed private event sales and worked with many clients to plan special occasions. So I think like all of this experience has really helped me um, in the cannabis industry and what I'm working on now. And you can definitely say that I wore many hats during this time, which is something that all successful entrepreneurs learn how to do. And it really helped me kind of grow my business, the Herb Psalm. And what inspired me to get into cannabis? Um, so my relationship with cannabis started way back in college. And I can remember, so I studied wine and viticulture at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. They actually had a beautiful wine program there that taught me everything from making my own wines to going out in the vineyard, taking care of some vines. And I also did sensory evaluation classes. So I can remember smelling different wines in my classes and then coming home and smelling all these different cannabis strains and thinking like, wow, like cannabis and wine actually have so much in common. But back then there really wasn't a lot of information out there and the conversation around cannabis was a lot different than what we're actually seeing today. So it wasn't until um, early 2017 that I decided to launch my company, The Herb Psalm. Um, so given my wine background and my love for the gourmet world, it seemed like the culinary side to cannabis was a natural fit. And at that time, cannabis really helped me work through a trauma that I was dealing with. So I just felt really deeply connected to the plant. And um, I actually went to this conference over in Oakland. It was a women in weed conference. And so it, there was like all these female entrepreneurs that were speaking. And I was so incredibly inspired. So I decided to dive right in. And I quickly noticed that the cannabis industry was very inviting, especially working with so many amazing women in cannabis. I know we were talking about that earlier, but it really is true. Um, there's so many amazing, powerful women that work in this industry. Um, so I quickly became immersed and um, quickly became involved with the cannaculinary community. I know I keep saying that term. So it is like the cannabis culinary community and movement that we're experiencing all throughout California. And having the opportunity to really help shape this part of the industry is what excites me most. I think that that is so cool. And the cannaculinary movement is such a unique movement, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, it's just like spilling out everywhere now, specifically, especially in California, mm -hmm. because you are one of the leading voices in the canaculinary movement, especially when it comes to bringing weed and wine together. What could you say, and I know you mentioned this earlier about how they are so similar when mm -hmm. you're like smelling them and stuff like that. Right. Like, why do you think that they pair so nicely together? Right. So when you're thinking about like the similarities between wine and cannabis, um, there actually are a lot. So everything, it's starting from like the growing practices. So everything that the cannabis farmer does, everything that the grape grower does, all of these things are very similar. And also how these two crops actually interact um, with something called terroir, which is um, really having the plant take on a sense of place and practice. So for cannabis, um, if you're thinking about terroir, so um, Cannabis is really reflective of the soil, the climate, 
um, you know, the growing practices that the farmer uses and all of these things really create a beautiful plant in the end. So it's like all of this love and care go into the plant, which really has to do with that terroir. And terroir makes cannabis um, very expressive and distinctive compared to other places. So if you're thinking about like cannabis that's grown in Humble, it's going to be very different than cannabis that's grown in Mendocino. Um, and that's due to terroir, which is also really um, a big concept in the wine industry. And as we talked about earlier, you know, there's a lot of similar aromas and flavors, which really makes it easy to pair the two together, especially for culinary experiences. And I firmly believe that cannabis, much like wine, um, is really a gourmet product and it can be served at the dinner table alongside your favorite food and wine. And it did so beautifully at the <laughs> event because it was, yeah. it's like, it's interesting because this isn't the type of thing where you're like going out on a bender and you're smoking right. weed and having a bunch of alcohol. Like it's, it's like you're sitting down, you're chatting, you're at a dinner event, and there's just this like small amount of this and that that pair, like mm -hmm. one smells like this and one's strawberry that and one's like rose this or whatever it might be. And it's like right. just a beautiful combination. And I think a lot of people who do smoke cannabis or eat cannabis you know, gourmet treats or mm -hmm. drink wine, I think that they do tend to like to mix those things two together. So it does make sense to like take that experience because it's a nice balance and make it just this like luxurious dining, gorgeous experience where you get to learn about what what type of wines you're sipping and what kind of cannabis is there on the table. Right. And it's all about like connoisseurship, right? And so I think like in the cannabis industry, there's definitely room um, for connoisseurship, much like we see in the wine industry. You know, people, they are curious to learn more about different strains. Um, you know, what are the terpene profiles? Like, why are these strains so unique? So I think there is the same level of connoisseurship that we see between cannabis and wine um, that can be used um, in these dining experiences. Will you tell me what terpene is? <laughs> yeah. So terpenes, it kind of is a, a strange word if you haven't heard it before, but these are actually the organic compounds that give cannabis all of the wonderful aromas and flavors you perceive when you're smelling through your favorite strains. Um, but they're also the essential oils that differentiate many different herbs, spices, and flowers in nature. So cannabis isn't the only thing that has terpenes. And a good way to think about this is terpenes are the spice of life. So that's something that I've always remembered. And I just love educating others using terpenes because they help I think it helps people better understand cannabis on a deeper level, allowing them to discover that cannabis is this complex plant that offers not only therapeutic benefits, but also this broad spectrum of aromas and flavors, um, much like wine grape varieties. And when you're thinking about cannabis from a culinary perspective, um, terpenes are what allows us to pair cannabis with different foods and beverages, such as wine and beer, because guess what? Wine and beer have terpenes too. So this is like why everything makes sense. I love that. So eloquently explained. <laughs> Next time somebody says terpene to me, I'm going to be like, it's the spice of life. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Your philosophy to pairing cannabis and wine, what are the certain steps one should take when crafting the perfect mm -hmm. cannabis, food, and wine pairing? 
Yeah. So first of all, when you're thinking about pairing cannabis and wine together, I'm really talking about pairing wine with cannabis flower. So I think that flower um, really provides the best expression of terpene profiles. Whereas if you're thinking about like edibles um, or like infused drinks or those types of products, you know, these things actually really lose their terpene profile, um, especially when they're exposed to heat because terpenes are very volatile. Um, So the best expression is to really evaluate um, cannabis flower. And so the overall goal when you're creating a pairing is for really um, for all the components to enhance each other. So you might even be surprised if the combination creates an entirely new flavor um, not yet experienced in food, wine, or cannabis alone. So this is what I really call discovering your herbal palate. And it actually created a philosophy um, based around this. So I call it the bite philosophy. So this is B-I-T-E. Bite, which stands for balance, intention, taste, and enjoy. So it's pretty easy to remember. So the first thing, balance, is really thinking about the weight of the wine versus the weight of the cannabis. So you really want these things to be balanced um, in your pairing. So think of this. So light wines, such as like a Sauvignon Blanc, this really pairs well with lighter strains, maybe um, with some bright limonene, which is a citrusy terpene. So very light, refreshing strains. Think about pairing those two together, while you could also pair more sedating strains with like darker, richer wines. So I think the first time I met you, Carrie, we actually featured a kosher kush with a Syrah, which was actually a really balanced pairing because both of those things kind of make you feel very relaxed and sleepy and are really good for, um, you know, nighttime before you're going to bed. And then um, the next thing is intention. So when you're thinking about pairing, you really want to set the mood for your event or dinner by really matching the food, wine, and weed to the desired atmosphere that you're going for. So what I like to do at my events is I I really like to start people out with some energizing strains paired with light wines and then move into more soothing strains um, and some darker wines as we're going into serving entrees with the meal. The next thing is taste. So this is really based on the science of terpenes. And so I really think this is probably one of the most important parts of the bite philosophy is making sure that the cannabis and the food and wine all taste very good together. Um, And this is when you're actually looking at those terpenes side by side. And so in other words, you can think of your cannabis as a sommelier would think about your wine. So you're really thinking about like comparing or contrasting cannabis terpene aroma and flavor profiles um, with your favorite wines or ingredients in your cuisine to create pairings. Um, And the last thing is enjoy. (laughs) So pairing should be fun. I know it. um, some people think like the concept of pairing is very daunting, but it Don't let it stress you out. You know, there's really no wrong answers. So just find what works for you. Don't be afraid to try new things. We will get back to the episode in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You take a short quiz and answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and Care Of puts together a personalized plan just for you. I've talked about Care Of before. 
I've been taking care of vitamins for at least a year now. When I first took the quiz on TakeCareOf.com, I loved how easy it was for me to navigate. I also loved how specific the questions were to find out my health goals. By the end of the quiz, it recommended exactly the right vitamins for my needs. For me, I was specifically interested in heart and brain health and other vitamins that would help with stress and energy. I also absolutely love how cute the individual packets are. They are perfect for travel and have cute little thoughts, questions, or challenges, or facts to help get you thinking in the morning. My vitamin packet this morning said that it's challenging me to eat my favorite thing for lunch today. So I guess I'm going to be having pasta carbonara. So at the end of the day, Care of Vitamins are a super fun and convenient way to keep up with your health on a daily basis. I love how customizable it is to you and your needs, and it makes finding the right vitamins for you a seamless process. For 25% off of your first Care of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter Soul Sugar. That's 25% off of your first care of order. You go to takecareof.com and enter soul sugar. That's takecareof.com and enter soul sugar. Let's take a quick break from this conversation to hear a word from our sponsor, Simple Habit. I've been doing a ton of travel lately. If you've been following my Instagram stories, you've probably seen that I've kind of been everywhere and I have been trying to keep up with work and also checkmarking the task list for the wedding planning stuff as well. And it can all lumped up together be a bit stressful. And all while trying to do all of those things, I'm trying my best to stay balanced, calm, relaxed and present in my every single day and one of the best ways I can center myself is to meditate. Simple Habit is a meditation app that has options to do shorter meditations for busy people. Meditations that can be done in five minutes. I talk a lot about the best morning habits to help you be present throughout your day and I highly recommend Simple Habit. Not only is it going to help you meditate, but because it has meditations where you don't have to just sit down in lotus position with your eyes closed and absolutely no sound in the room. You can do it in your normal daily life while you're driving or doing the dishes or walking through the city. It just feels a lot more doable to me, which makes it so you'll actually do it. You can also set reminders from the app to tell you that it is time to meditate, which is something I've been loving about the app the most because there are many times where I wake up in the morning and I have coffee with Alex outside and we start chatting and then we start having breakfast and then we might talk about doing a workout, we might start doing a workout and then by the end of the morning I have skipped meditation and I just love meditating in the morning so when I skip out on it it is so apparent to me throughout my day that I skipped it so with the reminder I am making sure that I take that five minutes to be more mindful to help me be more present throughout the day simple habit is just a more tangible way to make sure that you are implementing meditation into your routine I got you guys 30% off of a premium subscription for the first 
50 listeners. So definitely go as soon as you can and redeem this offer because it's only for the first 50 people. You will go to simplehabit.com slash soul sugar to receive 30% off a premium subscription for the first 50 listeners. So that's simplehabit.com slash soul sugar to receive 30% off the premium subscription. That's simplehabit.com slash soul sugar go now because there's only 50 of you that can get it go 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 now let's get back to the conversation when we went to the dinner i was able to look at the menu and the way Mm -hmm. everything was set up i it all it all just made so much sense you know good when you started (laughs) putting the different strands together and flavors and scents and all that stuff i was like oh yeah that makes so much sense and you know we Mm -hmm. know that red wine tastes really great with chocolate right right so like that's like something that we all just kind of know if you like chocolate and you like (laughs) red wine you know that like that's a good combo Um, exactly and it's a romantic combo and mm-hmm. it's just it's so cool to have those things and i think i remember specifically there was a pairing that i liked a lot and i cannot remember i feel like it might have been a rosé but i might be wrong but there was a strawberry do you remember what the strawberry cannabis oh was was paired with because it was think. so it was it just made so much sense and i i feel like it was a rosé and i feel like yep. it was a stra- strawberry cannabis and i just remember being like, this is my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. So one of and- my favorite pairings. This is this might have been it. So I love pairing Candyland with Rose. So Candyland is this sativa dominant strain that's a cross of Granddaddy Purple and Platinum Cookies. So it really has these beautiful notes of like candied oranges, white flower. It does have some strawberry in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, with lemon juice. Um, so those are all the notes that you get from Candyland when you're smelling the cannabis strain. But it also like when you're smoking it, it makes you feel very energized and motivated. So like the aromas and flavors really kind of give you these feelings. Um, and when you're enjoying it with, you know, a beautiful rosé, you know, rosé also has many of these similar flavors and aromas. Um, and I think rosé is such a great thing to pair with because it's very fresh. It's crisp. Um, and it has this firm backbone of acidity that really complements not only like a lot of food flavors, but also cannabis flavors. So I think that was probably one of the ones you might have tried. <laughs> and like I say, like rosé all day, right? Um, I also think about that with Candyland. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good daytime strain. These events that I keep referring to, can you tell us more about the events? Are they based primarily in San Francisco? Because I got to go to Mm -hmm. one in Los Angeles. Yeah. So most of my events, so I do live in Sausalito. um, So most of my events are based in San Francisco, but I do come to Los Angeles quite a bit as well. Um, But from start to finish, I love to take my guests on a sensory journey, really highlighting the complexities and similarities between um, wine, food, and cannabis. So most of my events are dining events. And I think there really is this art to crafting the experience. And because of my wine background, I love to use wine in, in most of my events as a way to teach people how to smell and evaluate cannabis flower. Um, So as we discussed, you know, the approach to sensory evaluation is actually really similar. So at my events, um, you know, people are smelling cannabis and wine side by side, much like you did down in L.A. Um, It's like this light bulb really goes off and they understand that cannabis is really this complex plant that has so many different uh, layers of these delicious aromas. 
much like wine. Like comparing the two side by sides also helps like elevate cannabis and make people realize, you know, like, hey, this is a gourmet product. And so for my private events, I usually like to work with a chef as well. And we'll really work together to create a tasting menu where we pair different items of food um, with wine and cannabis. So it really is like this multi-layer pairing experience um, where there's a lot of playful sensory components that really enhance the meal. When I went to your event in LA, I came home with the goodie bag and Mm -hmm. my fiance was so absolutely jealous (laughs) of of my whole experience. Like he was just like, you went where and you did what? And tell me more. This is so cool. So Mm-hmm. We, I will definitely have to come to an event with him. He will be oh, yeah. so stoked. Yeah. And like, usually I, I love to work with chefs and sometimes we didn't do this in LA for the event you went to, but I love to actually infuse the meal with cannabis as well. So these are all like really low dose infusions. Um, but it's really a great way to kind of experience um, edibles on a different level and like freshly prepared cuisine. And there's so many talented cannabis chefs that are out there, especially in California, that are making these beautiful menus. Um, So I love to work with them and showcase their work. Would you be able to find out for me who did those little tiny salted chocolate deliciousness at your event? Yes, I I think it was actually a company called Marigold. That sounds exactly (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like trying to remind myself what the company was and I just totally forgot since then, but I Mm -hmm. will definitely look into that because they were just, they were fantastic. Um, Yeah. And that's like the level of quality that we're seeing is, you know, these are professional chefs that are coming into the industry you know, I've worked with like Michelin star chefs who are now cannabis chefs. (laughs) So it's just like amazing to see the level of talent um, that is coming in (laughs) and creating these beautiful foods. Yeah. And it was like the most beautiful piece of chocolate, the most well done piece of chocolate besides the the cannabis part of it. Like obviously it made me feel great. It was a very low dose. Like Uh I'm somebody who sometimes feels like a little bit of paranoid if I, you know. (laughs) So for me, it was just like the perfect like little love drop and it was just such a delicious piece of chocolate. So that's what really opened up my mind to the idea of like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, this is like, this is not like your typical edible that you should be afraid of. Like this is like a little tiny, very approachable. (laughs) And like, that's the, that's the whole idea. And like, I'm, I'm sitting here on the podcast talking about cannabis and edibles and like for, for people who like have never, you know, wanted to, or, you know, that is like to each their own for sure. But this is just an interesting way to go about it because it is so, it is such a low dose. It is minimal. And it is like a very, like it's, it's legal in California. You know what I mean? So it's like such a beautiful thing that we're like moving into this world of like, this is how we can all just Mm kind of relax. And then there's also CBD, which I want to ask you a little bit more about your book coming up. But before I do get into that, I had one other question about your events. And I wanted to know what is your demographic profile normally? Like Mm -hmm. who do you see at your events? 
Yeah, so I think anyone who enjoys a new dining experience is really my audience. So my guests are very adventurous. You know, they already enjoy really good food and great wine, but they're here to learn more about cannabis. So they come from many different backgrounds, ages, and races. And I think like the best part about cannabis is that it brings people together in this way. So cannabis creates these new authentic communities. Um, and this is why I really fell in love with this industry. Do you feel feel like cannabis events are beneficial to destigmatizing cannabis? Oh, absolutely. And just based on my experience, you know, consumers are really looking for new ways to learn about cannabis outside of the dispensary. And I think events are a really great way to meet new people, discover new brands, and learn about cannabis products in a fun environment. And I really think that, especially for small cannabis dinner events, sharing cannabis with friends over a good meal um, this is what really helps break the stigma. And so I absolutely think like events are beneficial to destigmatizing cannabis. Definitely. That makes so much sense. So mm-hmm. I know that you've written a book this year on CBD. CBD is all the craze. <laughs> yeah, it's currently. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Can you give me a preview of what the book is about? Yeah. So my book is called The Ultimate Guide to CBD. So if you're looking to discover new ways on how to live a healthy life by incorporating CBD into your daily routines and rituals, this book might be the perfect fit for you. So whether you're seeking information on making your own CBD self-care products, how to cook with CBD or how to administer CBD to your pet. Uh, this book is really the perfect introduction for the Canicurious. So each chapter that I wrote really explores how you can use CBD in a variety of ways. And it really is like a DIY book. So for an example, in my wellness chapter, you can learn how to make a sensual massage oil to really enhance your sex life. And then the beverages chapter, you can learn how to craft CBD cocktails at home. So it really is, you know, it provides many different ways you can use it as well as wonderful information. And I actually uh, collaborated with many of the top CBD experts all across the, the country. So this book is really full of information. And especially if you're seeking CBD education, it's probably a good fit for you. It's really cool because after the event actually was the first time that I had ever tried a CBD oil and it was like a Mm -hmm. de-stressing CBD oil that I really loved. And since then, my mom, she bought CBD when she was visiting me and she left it at my house because she was afraid to bring it on the airplane. Right. But (laughs) she... She, you know, was excited to try it because she wanted a more natural approach to deal with like some muscle aches that she was dealing with and Mm -hmm. like anxiety. And we all deal with anxiety this day and age. And the interesting thing is like I don't necessarily know everything about CBD. I have it here, Mm -hmm. but I I think of questions in my head all the time to try to better understand it because yes, it is all the craze, but it's also like I know when I talk to other people, they're – they say to me, well, what about the THC? Like how much THC is in that? And my mom even asked me that when she had her. She's like, can I bring yeah. this on the plane? So it's good that you're writing this almost like handbook guide to CBD. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly what it is. It's a guide to CBD and just how you can use it in all aspects of your life. And, you know, I think there is so much misinformation out there about CBD. So my vision was really to create a book that had all of the current information that you can rely on 
and trust because, you know, there are a lot of health claims out there (laughs) that haven't been proven. So it really is important to understand, number one, like where your CBD comes from, like where these facts are coming from and to really do your research. Um, So I think this book will really help clear up a lot of those questions. What do you think if you were talking to somebody about CBD and they were curious to try it, what are your three most important things that you would say to them? Yeah, so I think number one, CBD comes from a plant. (laughs) So I think this might be an obvious one, but at the end of the day, it's just good to remember that CBD is an all natural substance that comes from the cannabis plant. Um, And cannabis, you know, it's not a scary plant. It is a botanical that can heal us. So really a good thing to think is like, you know, cannabis and CBD, it's not about getting stoned. It's about getting healthy. So that's number one. Number two is while CBD, the molecule, CBD on its own won't get you high, the best medicine is actually full spectrum medicine. Um, So if you're thinking about this, like taking CBD on its own, like if you're looking at like an isolate, so you'll see like some isolate products out there that's like 100 or 99% CBD, you know, that's not really the most optimal way to utilize CBD. So instead, it's best to educate yourself on the benefits of of using um, full spectrum CBD products that contain varying levels of THC and other cannabinoids and terpenes. So this is like what um, everyone in the cannabis industry kind of calls the entourage effect. Um, And so all of these things like THC, cannabinoids and terpenes, these um, all enhance the efficacy of CBD. So it's really about finding your perfect ratio. And I know that people get scared when they're thinking like, oh, I'm going to take CBD, I'm going to get really high. But the truth is, like, if you're looking for products that actually have like a high CBD to low THC ratio, um, like a 20 to one or an 18 to one, you're actually not going to feel THC's um, intoxicating side effects. Um, And these are the types of medicines that you want to take because it does have that little bit of THC that's in there. Um, to really enhance CBD's um, benefits. And I think like for me, I personally do love these like high CBD, low THC ratios, but I also love, um, they're called like one-to-one products. So these are look like, these are like more balanced products that kind of give you um, a more balanced experience and really keep your body in check. Because at the end of the day, like we all have something called the endocannabinoid system. And what's so amazing about cannabis is that it has phytocannabinoids, which actually interact with our endocannabinoid system. So it's kind of like this plant has been made for us to consume it in some way, (laughs) which is really scientific. Um, It's so cool, though. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm just sitting here listening to you, like, shaking my head in awe because (laughs) it's just so fascinating. And it is true. Like, you have to pay attention to things like that. Like, the fact that it really does quite seem like it was made for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the last thing um, that I would love people to know about CBD, and that's not really talked about very often, um, is if you're thinking about using CBD, be sure to check in with your healthcare provider, um, especially if you're on other medications, because CBD is actually a potent inhibitor of two types of P450 liver and gut enzymes that actually break down over a third of prescription drugs. Um, So you really want to be careful because if you're taking CBD, it can actually affect how long the drug stays in your system, which can 
amplify side effects. So it can be dangerous if you're not really aware of how CBD interacts with your medication. Um, So a good rule of thumb is like if a medication says do not consume with grapefruit, you probably should not be taking CBD with that medication either. Um, because CBD and grapefruit are known to interact um, with similar drugs based on those enzymes in your liver. So what I always recommend people to do is to check in with their healthcare provider and just make sure that they're being safe. Um, But even though CBD doesn't give you intoxicating side effects, you know, there are other side effects that you should be aware of. And I think, you know, like these are things that CBD companies might not discuss. So I think it's really important to educate yourself on these topics um, before trying it. So good to know and so important because obviously anything that we consume to kind of help us deal with an emotional thing or something going on in our body, any type of, you know, anything that we're taking, we're consuming, we should always like be sure that it's not going to interact with something else. Like, are you saying that CBD can potentially break down the medicine too? And maybe that medicine won't be, won't have the same effect it's supposed to be having? having? Yeah. So it can either like enhance or inhibit. So it kind of goes both ways depending on what the medication is. Um, So that's why it's just really important to be aware of that first of all, and then check in um, with someone who, you know, is your healthcare provider that could help you kind of guide you through this experience. And if they don't have the answers, you know, there's so many amazing cannabinoid doctors that are out there now that can really help guide you as well. Cool. Well, thank you for telling us that. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know how will listeners be able to purchase your book? I definitely want to check it out. So when does it launch? Also, after you tell us that, please let us know where everybody can find you online. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So my book will be coming out next spring 2020. And again, it's called The Ultimate Guide to CBD. And you can find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, um, and any major bookstore. Plus, you'll be able to find it on my website, which is www.theherbsom.com. Or you can find it on my Instagram, which is at the herb som, and that's S-O-M-M. Um, and pre-sales actually start soon this fall. So even though the book is launched next spring, you can still purchase an early copy um, and you'll get that next spring once it's released. Amazing. Jamie is going to take lead on our soul sugar moment today. I'm so excited. So Jamie, will you please take it away for us? Absolutely. So something that I've always believed in is you do you. So be yourself. Think about what makes you passionate and share that with the world. So when I came into the cannabis industry, I was coming in from wine and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I stopped and thought about, okay, what can I offer this industry? Um, What am I good at? And I realized that I should just be myself and really contribute the things that I love into the cannabis space. Um, So my soul sugar moment would be, and my advice would be to be yourself. Think about what makes you happy and what you're passionate about and share that with the world.
thank you so so oh my gosh. so much. That was so much fun. I feel like oh we could gosh. talk like all day forever. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. Like what a fun fun conversation. Like oh, good. I enjoyed every single minute of it. I love this episode. I cannot wait to put it together. Yay. And um, yeah, thank you so much for being on. Well, thank you for reaching out. I I saw your like message on Instagram. I'm like, yes, I definitely want to talk to Carrie. So <laughs> I'm a big so fan cool. of your work as well. And I think that you do some amazing things and your podcast, everything is great. So I'm so happy to be involved. Thank you all so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. While you're waiting for our next episode, come chat with us over on the Instagram. It's at Soul Sugar Co. That's at S-O-U-L-S-U-G-A-R-C-O. We give you a daily dose of inspiration over there. Also, it is the best place for us to communicate together. And I love hearing feedback and advice from you guys over there as well. So definitely come on over and let's be friends there. 